88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. My name is Blair. You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. But when it comes to DJs, I put you at the top of the class. Cause I love rock and funk and pop and punk and all that jazz. From hip hop to bebop to doo-wop, you ain't playing no flops. The way you kiss my ears kicks my ass. Well, uh, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And mercifully, seven more weeks. <laughs> Only one more week of kind of suspense, though. I would say that the debate will tell a big, uh, a, a big tale here over the next couple of weeks with the presidential campaign, that is. And, uh, boy... Last week was strange, with this uh, birther nonsense coming back into the into the news. The Donald has decided that Barack Obama was born in the United States after five years of denying it. Well, Willikers, it must be true then. But then he decides to create a new lie, and it was rather remarkable that the New York Times actually used that as a headline the word lie um, that uh, Trump would decide we're doing some mic microphone rearranging here I guess our green socketed mic is uh, not lucky today it's not the luck of the Irish <laughs> but in any event uh, yeah let's just give out a brain damage award for, to Donald Trump for starting another lie and then, of course, cavalierly throwing out another Second Amendment people thing. Uh, I think that he was salivating all day today, hoping that this little blip of uh, pipe bombs and terrorism in New York would somehow benefit his campaign. But uh, thankfully, uh, sharp police work and help from the public uh, led to a very rapid arrest. Well, and it's important to remember that those are always police work matters first. The, the rush to speculate is always troubling. I mean, uh, in fact, this afternoon on the TV, it's you're pretty much getting wall-to-wall -wall coverage of it's still too soon to really know all the details. Well, no, duh. It's an ongoing uh, investigation of an event that happened a couple of days ago. Uh, why it's on the 24-7 news channels, 24-7, when there are no new breakthroughs quite yet. It's uh, beyond my grasp on why that's good programming. But remember, uh, 
they've got nothing else to do because they don't want to cover any real stories in depth. Not yeah. that this isn't, of course, a real story, but again, not all the facts are in. Not all the facts are in. Obviously, it uh, sort of fits the profile of a, quote, uh, lone nut who usually uses a gun. Financial trouble, disgruntled, blah, 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 personality disorders. Oh, by the way, he just happened to be born in Afghanistan. Of course, he was 28 years old, so the media never makes the observation that his family came here as a result of America's involvement in Afghanistan in the 1980s. That omission gets glossed over. And I don't know what the debates are, where that's going with uh, Lester Holt uh, hosting, but I really hope they get away from some of these sort of confined narratives that have developed for the last year and, you know, year and three months, last 15 months. We need to get some more... uh, imaginative uh, discussions going about what the real problems in the world are today. <laughs> um, we haven't even heard any anything about the Supreme Court debate other than Donald Trump on the stump will say, hey, she'll appoint the, the wrong judges. There's no discussion of the obstructionism regarding Merrick Garland's nomination um, or even the relevance of uh, the Supreme Court in our political world that we live in, and I think they've played a kind of an important role this summer in not deciding cases. There have been a lot of 4-4 splits, which means the lower court ruling stands. Very little discussion, substantive discussion about that. And as for Donald Trump's uh, economic ideas that Tax cuts are magically going to uh, create jobs yet again, uh, even though there are two presidents, actually four presidencies, that prove that that just simply doesn't happen. Uh, The tax cuts occurring under Ronald Reagan and under George W. Bush. Very few jobs were actually created in the short term. Uh, What was created were deficits and, of course, redistribution of income. Fascinating to see that Donald Trump has benefited almost a billion dollars in taxpayer-subsidized benefits from so-called tax breaks that go to the rich. So, yes, the campaign and the polls and all the speculation about the race tightening, there's probably a little evidence of that. But, you know, I observed in the Detroit Free Press last week, they took a poll saying that Clinton's lead had vanished and— then you look at the details of the poll. 600 people are interviewed. <laughs> That's not a very big sample. That's almost unscientific. That's one of those polls that has a margin of error plus or minus five. So you don't really know if the right people were actually sampled in a, in a poll of that size, given the diversity of the American uh, population. And obviously uh, Clinton's health has been a bit of a, stumbling block in in recent weeks, but people get sick. (laughs) And, you know, these sort of lurid conspiracy theories that uh, the Trump campaign keeps promoting uh, using the Internet and uh, social media and all that stuff is, is one of the troubling aspects of 
why uh, the electorate is so indifferent and uninformed. You know, the sad thing about this election is that 40% of the eligible voters aren't even going to vote. Uh, it'll be much higher in, in, uh, amongst the poor and uh, in some cases amongst some minority groups. So it's uh, everything's up in the air, and uh, next week is the debate. Well, certainly a lot uh, hinges on that, and uh, no doubt that's why Hillary did finally take the downtime that she did. Uh, may have been doctor's orders as well. Uh, but uh, Which she ignored, which right. is why her yeah. condition worse, worsened. worsened. Yeah. Um, but uh, she is a good performer in a, a venue like the debates. Uh, Trump, of course, will struggle with his grasp on the issues, um, as is evidenced by pretty much every time the guy speaks. He really has no ideology other than self-aggrandizement and it'll be great, it'll be good, I'll create a thousand jobs. Um, and it was interesting to see him actually hold the media hostage for, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes last week with his sort of pre-advertisement that he had a big announcement to make. Right. And then, of course, what was it about? It was him promoting his hotel in Washington. Uh, this is, is really kind of despicable. Well, it's it, he's not taking it very seriously. <laughs> And, in fact, some have speculated the damage long-term to the process by, you know, and let's face it, we've been calling for campaign reform down here for years, as many Americans have. There have been many attempts to get something like campaign reform. But uh, Trump's model, uh, his, his level of decorum uh, is so poor that uh, it's beyond anybody's control and what future candidates you know as you could say it the next time a guy like this comes along and he's just a little bit smarter look out yeah because obviously uh donald trump is is peddling a lot of hate and uh fear and these of course are tactics that have worked unfortunately uh in many societies in the 20th century in fact, it's amazing how the recent, uh, recently elected president of the Philippines has exploited this kind of mm. uh, rhetoric, uh, and he have had some brouhaha with Obama recently at the Asian summit. But I just hope that we get beyond emails and walls and, in the debates, get some good questions about things like prison reform, infrastructure, the water crisis, guns. The population crisis, the refugee crisis. I mean, for instance, earlier this year, the U.N. reported that the number of refugees uh, fleeing war and uh, political repression and problems around the globe reached 65 million people last year. These are real problems that are affecting uh, Western Europe, affecting the United States. Uh, Donald Trump's wall is uh, probably not. It, it, it's probably going to be pretty porous, but he's given a number of just menacing, rabid anti-immigration speeches in recent weeks after he pulled that stunt uh, in, you know, visiting Mexico a couple of weeks ago uh, to make himself appear 
presidential. Of course, what's uh, remarkable about all this birther stuff, and hopefully that <laughs> controversy will go away soon, and Trump will be called out on the fact that he's the one that really started it. Mm. It's, you know, you can go back to the 3rd of July's investigative article about how a 61-year-old author named uh, Joseph Farrar, Farah, who uh, bears a little bit of a resemblance to jo Joseph Ferrer, the actor, um, he basically uh, got this whole thing going uh, after he began to publish a six-part series claiming that soybeans caused homosexuality and fretting that cultural Marxists were plotting to destroy the country. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about soybeans in that department. Um, if soybeans do cause homosexuality, we've got trouble with our cattle. <laughs> uh Quite a lot of soybeans are used for animal feed in the United and States. grown right here in the great state of Michigan as well. I grew up in the middle of the soybean field. Maybe he's confused about soybeans and tofu. I don't know. As for cultural Marxists, uh, are there any left? Uh, there are, of course, a few cultural Marxists at in, our university. In philosophy and literary departments, sure. But. Uh, what influence they have on... Uh, Slavoj Zizek's impact on uh, American power ideology is, is insignificant. Yeah. So then, anyway, that that falls into the conspiracy theory stuff. This guy, of course, was sort of dispatched, apparently, by Trump with uh, money at hand back in 2011 when he started ruminating on television about the uh, birther conspiracy and controversy, uh, kind of talking out loud and, of course... No evidence was ever produced. Um, and this is one of the troubling things about this this latest sort of conspiracy theory uh, nonsense. It's uh, fascinating that just a couple of weeks ago, uh, right around the time Hillary Clinton was being accused of of weakness and ill health, and they claimed that... Uh, there were rumors being spread that she had Parkinson's disease, that her coughing pr proved it. I'm reading here from Zeynep uh, Tufeki, an associate professor at the University of North Carolina School of Information and Library Sciences. He writes, uh, no, I haven't lost my mind. I've just lost many hours on hours on social media where these conspiracy theories run rampant well before Mrs. Clinton had to be assisted last 9-11. Uh, Former uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, a supporter of Donald Trump, said on Fox News that the news media had failed to cover her health and that the viewers should, quote, go online and put down Hillary Clinton illness. Take a look at the videos for yourself. That's the quote. And then, of course, uh, he he writes, we expect traditional news outlets to act as gatekeepers for information, helping us distinguish truth from rumor. 
They've never been perfect at this job, but the precarious economics of the industry is making the situation even worse. The new Internet-driven financial model for news outlets is great for spreading conspiracy theories. Each story lives or dies by how much attention it attracts. Mm -hmm. The rewards of the outrageous, which can get clicks more easily. This is part of the problem. It would be interesting to actually ask Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton a question about algorithms and the power of the tech industry dominating our culture and, and, and economy in ways that we don't even understand or know at this point. The surveillance uh, issues, drone warfare. Um, there well, and some of the surveillance issues are not even, you know, who is the central scrutinizer related, but just our, the vulnerability of the, the digital systems. Uh, Colin uh, Powell's emails were hacked. Yes, and, and, and of course, celebrity athletes. And uh, I, I guess uh, it's embarrassing for Colin Powell uh, for the world to discover that he thinks Trump is, quote, a national disgrace, that uh, vi former Vice President Dick Cheney is, quote, an idiot, or even that Hillary Clinton is, quote, greedy. But probably lots of Americans wouldn't disagree with any of those assessments. Sure. Um, it's embarrassing for Colin Powell, but the vulnerability of this information system um, is itself a, a form of, you know, you can be surveilled by somebody down the line that isn't even thinking of surveilling you right now. Well, and the thing is, is that, the, you know, obviously some of the hacking has been linked to uh, so-called Russian uh, intelligence agencies, and it is exceedingly troubling that there does seem to be an element of manipulation of the election by some of these unknown actors in this world of, what's he called, Guccifer II? <laughs> Um, you know, these were the, uh, the hacked, the, uh, DNC emails that came out on the eve of the mm -hmm. Democratic convention. This, this is starting to become routine and raises, in my opinion, serious questions about the continued viability of email itself. Right. Um, I can see that we can accept it as a communication tool, uh, but we would have to accept that. Everything you write literally can be stolen across the globe somewhere without you knowing it. And without, you know, when there's 74 million Americans, and by the way, that's more than half of the number of people that are going to vote in this election had their identities stolen last year because of email and credit card uh, problems at retail outlets and hacking that's going on all over the place. Um, it's kind of odd that there aren't any Republicans being hacked. <laughs> well, Colin Powell is uh, uh, the mildest form uh, of Republican. Other than Colin Powell. But, he's, <laughs> but I would say that, I mean, clearly he switched he's, sides, I think, a indeed, while ago. He's a, a, a publicly Trump endorsing Barack yeah. Obama. Yeah. So um, Lindsey Graham, of course, claims to have never sent an email. And so he says he's ahead of his time. Yeah, I'm sort of in that department, too. Uh, my uh, fear of email, I guess you could say, was part conspiracy theory of it in and of itself. I had read the footnotes of the Tower Commission report on the Iran-Contra affair, 
Uh, interestingly, the 30th anniversary of that event is coming up. Mm-hmm. And it struck me as odd that Oliver North was the only one with published inter-office electronic memos. That's what they were called back then. Uh, and John Poindexter, of course, was the other one. But all of the other characters in the Iran-Contra affair, nothing. So it, you, you almost reached the conclusion that there was something to miss about the actual investigation of the Iran-Contra affair, that they needed a fall guy. And it's so many of these Hollywood movies that rely on the theory of the take, the sucker, the dupe, the mark. You know, you can go into 50 wonderful movies of all time in which people are unwittingly and Cast in these roles. Yeah, unknowingly. Hitchcock, of course, has half a dozen movies yeah. like this of people who step in and are unaware of powerful forces behind the scenes doing all kinds of mischief to manipulate hearts and minds. Um, Not to say that Oliver North was, of course... Uh, unknowing about the illegality of uh, most of his enterprises, but I, he was probably not expecting to be left holding the bag in the manner that he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oliver North was... <sighs> he not he a, knew not, some stuff. Not a hero of mine, but uh, his one m- good moment as, as a witness before Congress was when he said, well, I'm up here, Senator, trying to tell the truth, and... Other people are having convenient cases of amnesia. William Casey. Who at that point was Was dead. dead. (laughs) And Reagan was having amnesia. The ultimate amnesia. Uh, Which, of course, harkens back to some of these um, problems involving a candidate's health. It's interesting to note that Donald Trump is the only human being that seems to have gained an inch of height uh, after the age of 70, apparently, his, his physical states that he's 6'3". <laughs> he's gained an inch because he didn't want to fall into a category that remotely might have put him in the Rid position. Him as obese? Yes, yes. Um, and, of course, I think that Trump has gained quite a bit of weight since he started. Based the the on medical the... report says nothing about the orangish hue. Yeah, well, and, that, and that sometimes is uh, spray tan... Uh, lotion or uh, it's also a side effect of uh, any number of medications yeah some of which are quite serious deficiencies uh, can create somewhat of a hue like that uh trump is known to use hairspray <laughs> copious amounts of it so uh, who knows he of course eats a considerable amount of fast food and brags about it um And, of course, makes snide remarks about Hillary Clinton's stamina, uh, which he did against some of his opponents in the uh, primary. Hillary Clinton's stamina, by the way, seems to be pretty amazing from all objective journalistic accounts of following her on the campaign trail. Um, Running for president is not easy. Uh, John Kerry, who's, I think, done... uh, an incredible amount of effort, anyway, at, at trying to negotiate a real ceasefire and truce in the Syrian civil war that, of course, has had mixed results this past week, some success, some failure. But the bottom line is 
significant amounts of supplies never made it to Aleppo. Mm. Um, and this, of course, the Syrian civil war is an enormous global problem. I haven't heard Trump talk anything about it. Instead, he said numerous inaccurate things about the <clears throat> war on terror. Obama's not doing anything about ISIS. Which, of course, Obama abandoned that phrase quite some time ago and making r ridiculous claims about <clears throat> inaction when, in fact, as Peter Bergen has pointed out, Obama has killed 27,000 members of ISIS and that ISIS itself has lost a significant amount of territory in the last year, that their recruits are drying up, that they are become the recruits that they have remaining. are They're running out of suicide bombers. So then you are left with these sort of strange uh, lone attacks where you even wonder what the role of ISIS really is. Uh, some of their top leadership has been picked off in drone warfare, uh, a subject that the media doesn't even want to talk about, even though Obama issued new guidelines for the policy. Um, and drones, by the way, have been used by the American government under both the Bush administration and the Obama administration in seven countries. That's in and of itself rather remarkable. Um, global warming, more evidence of that. Uh, fascinating map uh, showing how much heat uh, the oceans have gained in the last uh, 30 years was published last week. Um, in the New York Times based on some of our actual scientific research that's going on um, around the world. Uh, Trump's health, well, uh, no uh, confirmation of the famous bone spurs that kept him out of the, the draft. <laughs> you think you'd remember what foot it was, but... He was playing intramural sports and doing all kinds of wonderful things with his sweater and sports cars back in those days. Well, you know, some people live in nice neighborhoods and get to go to nice schools and get conveniently uh, put into a position where they can get out of a situation like Vietnam. And other people live in not-so-good neighborhoods and don't go to very good schools and have no career opportunities and... And can't get the college deferment Can't either. get the college deferment even, and uh, they're shipped off to Vietnam. So, oh, you know, Donald Trump, by the way, is, has made a number of speeches in recent weeks in which he's promised not only to cut taxes by $10 trillion, but to increase defense spending. Now, what he plans on doing with this increased military when, quite frankly, the United States is already spending quite a bit on its military— is anybody's guess, because Trump is all over the map. Well, and that's what exactly what Reagan tried to do, and it led to deficits. You can't cut taxes and raise spending, especially on military spending, which doesn't do very much at all for the general well-being of the country or infrastructure in particular. Yeah. That's it, where the, the investments need to be made. Of course, and, and uh, this is basically a fundamental aspect of... Uh, Hillary Clinton's platform, uh, even Trump, to his credit, has um, 
stated that he thinks more should be spent on, quote, infrastructure, but I'm afraid that his idea of in infrastructure is the wall, <laughs> the Mexican wall, that he keeps insisting that Mexico will pay for. Uh, I'm skeptical. Uh, I don't know if he understands English uh, or Spanish, for that matter. Um, Gary Johnson, by the way, uh, has not qualified for the debate. Came up quite a bit short. Um, but I still see this as an election where the third-party candidates could tip a state or two in one direction, either for Trump or for Hillary. So this will be an interesting continuing impact on what ultimately happens. And that's simply because we're confronted with the fact that we have two candidates that at the end of the day are not um, as, quote, likable as they usually are. Um, and you wonder how the country will be governed after this. That's one of the most troubling aspects of the whole sort of marathon well, called the, the presidential election campaign. And the precedent and the trend that would be established uh, both for the campaign process in general and government in particular uh, should Trump prevail. I mean, all bets are off for decorum. Yeah, I don't know where it goes from there. Uh, just to remind you, you are listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Andrew's been our engineer this evening. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up on this fine station. But it, it is also worth noting that if, if you seriously look at pretty much any election in the last 100 years, has it really ever been about likability? No. I mean, it, that's that can't be what it's about. The old, oh, I'd rather have a beer with George W. Bush than with John Kerry is an absurd argument on its face. And anybody who is convinced or swayed by that kind of thinking isn't really thinking very hard at all because you want the person who's competent and, uh, you know, okay, knowledgeable, knowledgeable um, and, and won't panic and, and is, you know, going to consult. Many people and yeah. many viewpoints, even sometimes, ones that they don't agree with. Sometimes history hands you a crap sandwich. Uh, 68, you got to choose between Nixon and Humphrey. Well, some, like Hunter Thompson that year, voted for Shirley Chisholm. Right. And, you know, that's what you do. But, uh, but you can't. Trump, but Trump? <laughs> it, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to imagine. I, 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 I don't really think he's gained much in the polls. I do think Hillary has lost. But I think next week, uh, next Monday night, we'll tell a big part of the story. We're out of time. Do stay tuned. The Yazoo City Calling, coming up next. People, did y'all know the devil in the wood pile out here this morning? Or Jim down there, Harley?
That's Noah Lewis in the background with his classic Devil in the Woodpile, telling you it's time for Yazoo City Calling here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's Jerry Mack, your host this evening for an hour-long excursion into the land of Delta Blues and early urban blues.